welcome guys to this week's episode of dd and dm's cast uh this is your hosts jared and donovan this is fucking weird <laughs> yeah I'm not used to being a bottom bitch oh is that how this is going now <laughs> is this oh it's whoever speaks first gets to be on top you okay. know what i remember okay when we me. used to love each other jared i am the captain now. i remember when we <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. This is episode three. Uh, take these. It's dangerous out there. Uh, we're just going to be talking about like the the tools and the items that we use as DMs to help get our uh, our story across and get all of our games as good as they can be. Your brain can't run on a you know one hundred percent twenty four seven. You can't like always be thinking of every aspect of a campaign. So you have to make your life a little bit easier. You got to use the tools you- of the trade. Put the microphone a little closer. You got it. Yeah, there, there you go. Dude, that's fucking sexy, dog. Where's that at? Put the... Here, hold on. I'm going to help Jared out really quick. Oh, my God. That's why. We just, okay. Well, oh. It's okay. My microphone went airborne. Yeah, all right. Is that better? I know you're kind of... This is going to be kind of weird for this, but I have a, I have a stand-up one. Anyway. No, yeah. it's, it's fine. We so, can just roll with it. It's okay. Yeah, so like Jared said, we uh, you know, you can't just... You sometimes you gotta rely on some tools and shit like that, like d like 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 generators and um, some pre-gen mapped stuff. Maybe we, we gotta start with the big stuff first, and we'll work our way down to that. You, you know, you gotta start at the easiest point for the newest DM. Okay. And, and the newest DM is before they know, you know, what tools they need. They need to know what they're doing. So. And where can they find that? In in the in the books. Read the fucking R-T-F-B, books, kids. RTFB, kids. If you don't remember anything else, forget dare. <laughs> R T F B. Read the fucking books, and dude, there's a lot of people. Uh, like, actually, I'm I'm re- I'm going back and re-listening to the Adventure Zone, um, and the in the first the the Adventure Zone zone, uh, Griffin talks about how like how he didn't read anything from the books, and he's just going off the wayward and doing you know whatever he wants and whatever. And I fucking I love this show. Like, don't don't get me wrong, I fucking love 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 the the Adventure Zone, but coming from somebody who did that and then read the books and found out how much better it made my DMing. And I'm pretty sure they've read at this point, you know, after graduation and, you know, now into Ethersea. But, and just like, uh, it, it does so much for you. It does so much for you. It's a pretty light read. It's super easy to read. You can skip over the stuff that you don't like, but even in the back of the DMG, which stands for Dungeon Master's Guide, um, there's a bunch of tables and like reskins and things to kind of like, int- you know, uh, put in or take out of your game for different rule, uh, reasons or rules or anything like that. So absolutely read the fucking books because it's, it's super important. And they like wizards know that you're not going to always go verbatim for what the book says. So they give you shit that'll help you like break the rules a little bit. Listen, there are two founding books that I would recommend at bare minimum to read. How you read them's up to you. PDF books, Yarg, you know, it's up to you. The monster manual and the Dungeon Master's Guide. You want to know something funny? Yeah. I've never actually, like, cover to cover the Monster's Manual. <laughs> I don't feel like that one's super necessary, though, because that one's just like a dictionary for monsters. I, Yeah, but I highly recommend it for newer DMs because having to write a world is already hard enough. Having to remember all the mechanics is hard enough. Making them generate new monsters for every, like, second of it. Well, and yeah, that, I mean, that's more what I'm saying is like, you don't, it's something that you just kind of like open to flip to a specific page or not even a specific page, just kind of like put your finger here and be like, okay, they can fight this or something of the sort within a like two or three page radius, you know? Yeah. But to me, I'm not I saying, feel... I'm not saying don't, don't read it. I'm saying it's just, it's maybe not one that you have to sit down with a glass of whiskey on a you know rainy night and crack open this old book. You know, it's just something you can kind of glance over, see what all is in there, see what you're working with. You don't have to necessarily read through all the, you know. Don't stress yourself out over it. It's just monsters. You know, you can make up a fucking bipply boo off the top of your head. That one's pretty easy, I think. Yeah, but I mean, at least to me, I feel that one of the hardest things to nail as the DM is difficulty. I feel that your players, while you're learning, are either going to be underwhelmed or overwhelmed. And for me, kind of getting a sense by looking at, like, you know, the challenge and how tough these monsters are is kind of key to actually knowing what my players can take and how to keep them on their toes. And that's but we even said so ourselves like even the the monsters manual isn't super on par with what players can do especially nowadays and the original dungeon ma- or the uh, uh monster manual you know cuz if you've got like a, a warlock fighter who's multi-classed into fucking artificer you know whatever it, that CR is going to go way way up you know what i mean and so j- like, you know, just using the books. 
I feel like I, I'm kind of degrading the whole point here. I, I feel like I should stop. Use the books. They're very good. They're very full of information. They will help you a lot. And they're already, they should already be there. You know, if you, if you weren't a naughty, naughty boy and didn't uh, download the PDFs online like some people. Just like you want your players to read the player's handbook and to know how to play their characters, you should want to read the Dungeon Master's Guide and understand not necessarily how to run your game. That's up to you. But you should understand the mechanics that the game is built around right. in order to further understand how to play within it. And the DMG is going to outline like adventures and quests and experience and giving loot and like everything that is what you know you should be. But now let's let's get into the stuff that's not the books, the things that are like online and, you know, elsewhere that we can look for information and things and ideas and stuff. And then I feel like this is going to kind of be more of a, a smorgasbord of ideas rather than like, you know, a list or any you know given guide or anything. I feel like we can just kind of go back and forth with the things and stuff that we use, whether it be, you know, we have it here broken down into like, you know, maps and enemies and generators and stuff. But I feel like you and I have enough at our disposable that we can just sit here and talk and wrap yeah, off, fuck so. it. we'll do this and we'll check the list at the end and we'll see if we've missed anything we wanted to cover and then we'll spit those facts and then we'll just keep spitting facts until there's t- we'll, we'll keep no no printers here and if we see a printer then we'll stop. yeah so can i jump in with one thing that isn't necessarily a key but if we're going to be talking about extras i want to throw it in now because there's really nowhere else to throw it in i think that is almost like table immersive props mm. you as a DM, you have health potions that are little glass bottles with red like D4 the, in them, yeah. With red D4 in them, and it's got, you know, the calculations for it on the outside in a really cool way. And, like, that's Physical uh, inspiration points, too, with yeah. the coins. Miniatures, not essential. Sometimes fun. You I, know. But Okay, yeah, but, but uh, the miniatures we use are from a game that stopped being made in 2001. You don't have to use characters as miniatures. Use fucking tokens. Make oh, a yeah. battle map out of anything. Mm-hmm. Get creative. You know, uh, if the DM wants to wear uh, a bathrobe and like a pillow on his head and, you know, look like some sort of like wizard man. I mean, you, you, do you. let him. You absolutely let him. And or with your campaign, whenever I play Tomas, I always have my leather satchel, my my spyglass, my sword. Sometimes I always bring like a knife and my compass and like I have shit to like play with. So that way when we're on the ship and I say I'm looking at a direction or if I have a cardinal direction, I can actually physically look at a compass and, you know, make it real and fun. So yeah, fuck, fuck, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Use the use real props, a hundred percent. I wouldn't. I, yeah, I wouldn't think to call that a tool or anything. But yeah, good, good note. That's I mean, it, it is. It's almost you know breaking the fourth wall, but not in a way that's like self-aware. It's just like immersive. Mm-hmm. You can see. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Now that now that you're like shedding some light on it, like sitting there and kind of toying with my compass or whatever while you're sitting there describing like the lands and the oceans and like how the seas hit, and I can really kind of like lose myself in that. Not saying bring a fucking sword to your friend's basement, guys. Okay. Don't don't wield don't don't show off your katana collection. Nobody really cares. I, I mean, except I, I do. I think swords are pretty cool, but that's you know we're we're exceptions, you know. Uh, so uh, I, I guess I'll ask you what was what was the first and like best tool you found right off the bat? Like when you were like, okay, I'm a DM now. This is my first session. What am I what am I looking for? What did what did you find? Music immediately music i would just hop on my my phone youtube and mm-hmm. i would put on either some game soundtracks from some cool games i'd played or some songs i liked for battle music you always yeah. gotta have some sick tunes dude dude once you get the beat going and once your players get into it whether you're playing you know some 80s rock ballad and you know you're you're kicking ass in slow motion or you know you're throwing on some thrash metal and fighting zombies or if you're with, you know, some D&D or some medieval tunes, you know, get it real immersive in there. That's what that's what I like to do. I didn't start doing like that specifically until pretty recently. But I've always kind of had like background music. Normally it was just like my everyday playlist. Like we'd be fighting a dragon with Tom Petty playing in the fucking background. Uh, but now I have I've actually found it's super easy nowadays, especially with how big D&D has gotten in the like media culture world. Like you can search up D&D anything and there's a playlist of video and, you know, six how to guides for anything. I specifically, I'll, I'll shout out, you know, I use four specific Spotify playlists, um, really just on repeat because there's, you know, there's just that much content and they're, you know, they're not paying attention so much. So it doesn't really get to p- too uh, repetitive, uh, but it's called D&D Epic Fight by Caleb Yoder. Uh, D&D, they're all, they all start with D&D, by the way. This is, I'm talking, I'm seriously, all you have to do is just like type this shit into Spotify and you're going to find it. Uh, so there's D&D Epic Fight, D&D Ambiance by Peter Roy, D&D Adventure by Joni Ashton. And D&D Tavern by the Battery Apple Trees, um, which I think is a playlist made by a band called the Battery Apple Trees. I don't know. I again, I just I seriously just typed it into the search bar. Was like, yep, these songs sound cool, and then hit follow, and that was that was pretty much about it. 
yeah. but it, it's made a lot. Like it, it, it definitely keeps. I want to say the party focused on the task at hand. They don't get too lost in like secondary actions or you know, especially like I feel like music will keep you in tune with what's going on. Exactly. You know? uh, but also, you know, you don't necessarily have to have the music be music. You know, it can. Well, I guess the sound doesn't have to be music. You can use nature sounds or sound effects. Ambiance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and especially if you combine, I mean, if I really wanted to, you know, if I have the resources to take my game to the next level, you know what I think I'd do? I think I'd bring a projector. You could have it cast down onto the table to be a fucking virtual looking battle map, or I could cast it sideways and give us a backdrop. Maybe uh, put on the, the nature sounds and turn it up and have one of those one of those digital window things. Yeah. And <laughs> Just see, like have, uh, what is it, from like Ed, Ed and Eddie the fish that are just like swimming by. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's I've seen a bunch of like game tables that have been built with like fucking plasma TVs in the center of them so you can actually like pull up, pull up like and we'll get to roll 20 in a minute, but when you can pull up like the roll 20 battle maps and actually like move your characters on the glass that's above the TV. I'm just saying, you know, Craigslist flat screens from like 2005 are cheap and sturdy. I mean, do they have HDMI ports? This is the question. Well, I mean, there's HDMI to RGA, right? But I feel like that would diminish the quality. We're not looking for quality on battle maps now, here, are we? No, but I feel like we can talk HDMI about HDMI has been around. We for can a talk long about time. our crazy Craigslist buys later. <laughs> I just thought that'd be a cool one. That would be a cool one, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, that that segues into like, uh, you know, get a get a battle map and get some minis and stuff like that. Um, again, I think we talked about this on episode two. We're just you know using a fucking whiteboard and some markers. But anyway, that's still a tool that you can use. It, um, it is, and uh, to be honest with you. If you have more artistically inclined, like you're, if you are art- artistically inclined, you're as not the articulately DM, inclined. I see. Uh, <laughs> that one hurt. All right, but no. Uh, if you like to draw a lot and you have good doodles, or sometimes you know, if you're cool with it, if your players like to draw and have good doodles, it immerses people. It, you know, it's something cool that's done at the table. It's something unique. It's something different. I really like it when players draw their characters on their character sheets or you know their inventory sheets or whatever. Yes, please do this more. Please Always do, this do yeah. More. Players also, need to do that also, more. Also, you don't have to write a, a five-page backstory, but please, please <laughs> draw your character. Maybe three paragraphs. Visualize, you know, a resume. Three paragraphs. That's all <laughs> you want. But most of the most of the battle maps that I've seen, or at least at the local comic shops here around Houston, uh, the the standard one, it was like fifty bucks. It's with the wet erase material, so. You know, it's it's definitely not stain proof because we've stained that son bitch a lot. <laughs> to be fair, we let some of those drawings sit for like a month or oh, two. Oh, dude, no, there was at one point when the Keepers campaign uh, shut down because of COVID and everything, and we stopped for like seven, eight months where there was just a big red circle from where we fought uh, Cronus yes. and the 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 huge um, hourglass thing that I had drawn. <laughs> Sat for so long, uh, but yeah, so those dudes. I mean, that's like a little bit of an investment. Obviously, I mean, if you've bought. D&D at this point you're ready to fucking sink your teeth in and make the investment but uh it comes with like the mat and some markers and I would highly suggest that especially if you are going to look into getting minis uh which are a whole nother kit and caboodle in and of themselves but uh especially if they're to size because that mat is to size and you can keep that you know this is five feet this is 15 feet and that especially in combat even out of combat if you're just like role playing and need to see some distance on something really quick it really really helps and it's you know the size of a table so everyone's sitting around it it just makes everything really like accessible and um you know readily available not to sound redundant (laughs) no you you didn't You, you know all right what i was just gonna say let's fucking crack into minis really quick because there's like there's a lot you can talk about with them boys uh yeah there's a lot you can you know crack into minis with don't, if you want don't to talk do it if you know if you want to talk about the more inexpensive side don't forget do minis entirely use tokens use chess pieces use oh anything you want holy shit how have i never fucking thought to use chess pieces Use checker pieces if you don't chess pieces jared Jared, th- why why haven't you why haven't you we said could this use before? checker pieces for the bad guys and chess pieces for bosses and players that you're okay you're now you're getting somewhere now you're getting somewhere look we're coming to revolutionary ideas on our own podcast this is great uh so what i did i was at um okay i'm gonna tell a little little anecdote from my life really quick and show you what kind of person i am so i was working for um an undisclosed telephone and cable company we'll call them um what were those big things in star wars with the long legs oh the atat yes it was something like that uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, we were we were we were hitting a neighborhood. It was in business to business sales, so I was going into different businesses and asking if they wanted like cable and internet and all that sort of stuff. You know, real sh- schmoozy shit. Anyway, so we were hitting this neighborhood, and we we were on um, gr- 
Grant and Kluge, if you're familiar with Houston, I know you are. Uh, and there's that comic shop that's right over there. I can't f- remember the fucking name of it, but it was right by that frozen yogurt place. Anyway, Austin and I, we were just like, you know what? We're not getting anything today. Let's just go to the comic shop and fuck work. <laughs> so we, they didn't pay us. You know, we obviously it was like contract work, so we didn't ditch too hard. But anyway, this is a long way to say that I found an old game. Um, I don't remember what it's called. I should run and grab it, but I'm not going to. It's really, it's really not worth it. But it was, it's basically just as a game of miniatures. And all of like the details and battle stuff is on the bottom of the miniature, but it it's almost to size for like battle maps and stuff. And it was like three dollars for I think it was eight or nine miniatures. Um, and it was right about the time where I was like, you know what, I should really start looking into getting stuff like that so I can keep track of all this because I had like an eight person party with the keepers. So uh, I I picked them up and it's 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 been perfect. We still use them. We use them every weekend. You know what I mean? And every like nobody there's like a werewolf and a giant scuba diver and a, a, a general cleric, a general fighter and. Yeah. Like it's all mismatched. None of it has anything to do with D and D. It's its own separate system, but it still works. So you know, don't you don't have to go out and spend eighty dollars on custom miniatures. Is was a long winded way to say that. No, if if you can do that and you want to do that and you've been playing at a game for a while, fuck yeah, more power to you. I'm gonna get. But it if you Moss, don't yeah. want to do that, like you know, most of us, because damn, that's a big investment for one character. Oh, buddy. if that DM killed my character, like I. It'd be heartbreaking. Like, I would piss. And like, especially if you paint it yourself. Now, granted, if you already like collect minis and you know do all this sort of stuff, this is no, you know, st- you're no stranger to this. But I mean, for your new, you know, you new DMs and stuff like that, like, do it, it, it gets so time consuming. And then you have the chance to just die. Yeah. Like you spend like I'm not shooting you thirty plus hours painting this thing, and you're like it's perfect. And then the next session you go in, and, and you roll a one, and you fall off a cliff, and you die, and you die. And that's Rocks it. Fall. Like that. Yeah. Boom. Over. Fuck you. All that nothing now has to sit on a shelf and collect dust for the rest of eternity. Rip, you uh, you talk about miniatures did remind me. I have a set of miniatures I've never used in a tabletop game, and I'm gonna make you and James play with me when we do it because it's a Halo miniature set. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, uh, we should you, know, you could use like Lego characters. That'd be pretty cool. Bionicles, dude. <laughs> Yo, man. Yo. No, I no, didn't no. think we'd be talking about Bionicles on here. What's okay? Uh, oh, oh, you could like make okay. So like you have the battle map, right? And you, uh, you what, are, what are they called? Tinker toys, with like the circular wooden yeah. peggy things and the straw whatevers. Yeah. Like you just build a 3D dungeon out of one of those. Dude, people like build things out of things. Yeah, Jared. That's like, normally how things get built, bud. Fuck you. You know what I meant. You all, you all caught that vibe. You know, people build things on the battle maps. If you have a a shoebox that you want to fucking turn into a building, do it. You do have to kind of make sure that it is to sc- to scale though a little bit, you know, an inch is five feet. No, you tell the players they're wrong. <laughs> Quit being a no. rules lawyer. You're fucking wrong. <laughs> no, but <laughs> my cat is the boss. Deal with it. Yeah. Uh, also, when cats jump on the table, they're to scale. The party has to roll initiative. And I feel like that'd be cool. Yeah, you could use like Lego characters. You could build like Legos, like you know, just think to scale stuff. It's some other ones you could use tokens and coins and like that check and chess chess piece one was a really good idea yeah i kind of like that oh you could use a domino's box not the pizza the game uh, <laughs> <laughs> i guess you could use a pizza uh, box. yeah sure this this slice of pizza it's the let's go back to building on battle maps and stuff like that so you're going to need something to like actually draw right so i mean like we said it can't all come off the dome so uh, I actually use a few tools to help build my world maps. Um, by a few tools, I mean really more specifically one, and then I use my imagination. Um, and that's kind of something to, to note on too. Don't don't always rely on these tools to get your point across either. Use them as your inspiration to get to the point you want to do. You know, sometimes these things will be the exact answer that you're looking for, and it's great and it's awesome, and that's that piece plugs perfectly. But don't go to any of these websites or any of these tools and expect to find exactly what you're looking for. There's a lot of like remasking and reskinning and okay, this can kind of work here and I have to, you know, you still got to build yourself. Don't you dare talk about the fucking Sky Whale or Sky Shark stuff. I know you're going to. Why are you always lying? Bro, I do, okay, okay. Where'd your world not come from? Huh? Where'd your world not come I from? I built it. I and that's what that's that's what I'm getting at and that's what I'm getting at. Don't you don't don't you don't you try and call me out here, Mister Man. Um, and that one tool that I use it's called Asgard's Fantasy Map Generator. And I know I just said generator, <laughs> but bear with me. Uh, so what it does is it'll generate a fucking world map for you, and it's like bam, and you can it's it's super, it's huge, it's massive, like it's an entire fucking planet, and you can edit it on the macro and the micro scale. Um, 
from tree lines to coastlines to countries to you know world politics and population levels there's temperatures there's uh the top the topography map and religions and dude it's it's insane what this this generator can do so yes jared i did go to this website and see wow i can make a whole map just by one click and then i did and then you know what i did you know what i did after that what i spent 22 goddamn forsaken hours editing it so it can come to the world that i know as sisbata I almost forgot the name of my world. Shut up. The Fastlands and the uh, and Parid, those were two continents that I already had in mind, and the coastlines were you know worked with, and I put the countries and the shit in there. Now, now I will admit, a lot of the names for the towns are generated because I don't have the time to sit there and name all that stuff. I don't. I don't. I ain't, ain't go. Ain't nobody got time for that. I worry about Use what you. Use your imagination on the important parts. Right. Right. But especially for things like this, there is no way and there's not a snowball's chance in hell that my players are going to go to every single town or see every single thing or even go to even all four corners of this planet. It's just there in case they want to. It's a placeholder so I can know, okay, there's something here or there's something important here and there's a town or a ruined thing. There's like earthquakes and uh, plagues and stuff that you can put on the map too so you can see where you know things have been affected and whatnot it's you know it makes it a lot more immersive and a lot more cool especially because you can export it as a jpeg which is uh what i found or a png um, works best especially through google drive but we'll again we'll get to that uh where you can actually like zoom in full scale and see it uh, at a still like a you know 1080p resolution um so that's like the, the the characters have full access to my map, but you know we're only working in Parid right now, so all they really need to do is just zoom in on that one continent, and they're all there. Asgar's A Z G A A R apostrophe S Fantasy Map Generator. Uh, use it, like go it, go support it. I think there's a a, a PayPal donation for it. Like absolutely, these the, whoever the team is or the dude who's behind it is a fucking genius, and I love it. Um, and it's free as hell. It's free as free gets f-r-e-e that spells free asgard's map generator baby free there you go that's a free jingle you got bro pay me (laughs) (laughs) that physically hurt me but i personally use uh i get my world maps usually from other places on the internet i find dms that have put world maps out there that they've made a leech Maybe, but also, my campaigns, I enjoy running different varieties of Faerun, the regular D&D world. So I just have a save 4K copy of all of Faerun that I put into my players' like drop boxes, and they can look at it, and it's 4K and beautiful. That's that's big sexy. It's big sexy. You want to see it later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, future Donovan, can we strike that, please? Uh, future Donovan, no. Veto. <laughs> uh, so do you really just only use the Faerun map, just one? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever played I, with you outside, and then well, you, you, I, like, I you build with it. I do other things, but I enjoy focusing on the other parts of the campaign. I don't need a town name specifically that I want. I need an environment that fits what I envision the story being. You know, if I want y'all to be in the desert, I need a big fucking desert. I don't need the Sahara Desert. It can be whatever desert we want it to be. It just right. has to be a desert. And Have you found that Faerun is the best like place for that? Honestly, I do it because I'm still working on my hooks and my intros into campaigns. And I find that running with a pre-existing, you know, campaign book and running the first session the way, like a twisted way, and, you know, just kind of going askew from there. Right. I and mean, especially, like, if you're using a dungeon or uh, a setting that's already, like, fleshed out, like, it's already got some lore behind it, you can find those items that were already in there. You, you know, you can, like exactly. we talked about, reskinning it however you want to. Almost every game I've run, I've had a decent amount of new players. And I want them to be able to appreciate the world that, you know, we paid 60 bucks in the book for. You know, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like them to appreciate, you know, the world that someone created so that we can, you know, have what we have. Especially if you're the one getting them into this, you know, hobby and whatnot. Well, listen, Gary Gygax, God rest his soul. Look, you know, the man created something. I think we should appreciate that. And then, you know, twist it, modify it, spin it off, do what we're going to do. <laughs> Pay the homage and then do what you're going to do. That's what he created it for. Hell yeah. And again, if you hear some background noise, uh, we do have uh, our good old boys, Junk Bunny, in the house again tonight recording. So sorry for the background noise, but, you know, again, just, we're just going to deal with it, so it's fine. We also have abstract things, otherwise known as lucid illusions. I, I prefer lucid solutions. Yeah, that one's pretty good. <laughs> Come fix all the blue. 
Three Skinny White Dudes. That was my favorite name for Lucid Illusions. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Three Skinny White Dudes. Red Knight. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> hey, Jared. Yeah, can I, I say something? Yeah. We've gone 30 minutes, and we haven't mentioned the Almighty yet. The Almighty? We haven't mentioned the Almighty yet. I feel very bad. I figured we would come out of the gate with this. The one, the only. Yes, Mr. I was going to get to this one. Mr. Oh, yeah. Did you have something you wanted to say beforehand? Yeah, I wanted to segue in with building the world is an important part of building your game. But the other important part of building your world is the battle spaces. And there is no more classic battle space than a dungeon. And I personally get my dungeon generator from Don John. Mr. Don John himself. In Don fact, John. In fact, we have a special guest today. Um, Don John, will you? Hello, Cindy. Stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> no. I was going for not Spanish, and then it slipped into Spanish because I was doing Duolingo earlier. <laughs> Let's just cut this whole segment. Oh, absolutely. Hey, <laughs> Vito. <laughs> uh, so Don John is the... If, I, if you're into like being a DM, you, there's no way you haven't heard of it. It's just the ultimate generator website. It's got dungeons. It's got... Look. It's got loot. It's got... NPCs. It's got equipment and counters, enemies, dude. There's so fucking It's much. everything you need to run a game. Look, Batman was a superhero for two reasons. His brain, that's not the real reason. It was the utility belt. It was the bucks. Oh, yeah. It was the utility belt. It wasn't the magnum And doll. Don John may not be the prettiest website you've ever seen, but it's a classic. It is the tool belt. It's, it's all about rugged. functionality. Yeah, it gets done what you need it dude, to do. Dude, it's generating a lot of shit sometimes, and it does not take very long at all. No, and you can print out the maps in color or not in color. You know, there's, it looks really good. You you know, you can generate not just like, you know, classic dungeons. You can generate caves. You can generate like all sorts of cool shit. Oh, yeah. There's 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 absolutely no limit. So uh, go and explore Donjon, but I, we can we can crack into some more specific uh, specifics here. Yeah, I want to touch base on one last thing with them because I've used it too much to not touch base on absolutely, it. Absolutely, bro. And that is the shop generator. Because oh, dude. The sometimes I, you know. I can have you look in the adventuring, you know, adventures good section of the player's handbook and buy your rope and your pole and your lantern or whatever. I can have you buy some mundane longsword for whatever it costs in the book, but we all know you don't walk into a store to get another like starter weapon. You walk into the store to look for something fresh, something clean, something that's magical. What's the local talent in the Smith like, you know? Exactly. And it not only gives you, you know, a name, a description for the shopkeeper, which Jesus I hate like coming up with on the spot. It gives you a list of like decent items. You can select the size of the town that this shop is in. And you don't, it doesn't have to match that, but it really is determines how big the list of items you get. What is. the influx for the, the economy is like, absolutely. It doesn't do prices. That's the one thing it doesn't do. Well, you can do pr you do can do prices, prices on your like I do for prices. I just I base everything off the health potion. You know what I mean? Like if if you know depending on what the health potion costs, everything else will cost an equivalent amount. You know what I mean? Uh, so like if a health potion is 75 gold pieces, that means a sword's probably going to be five, 600 gold pieces. You know what I mean? It's worth five or six health potions. How many health potions is that worth? You know, you I know I've I never considered that as standard for a D and D economy, but honestly it's way more stable than cows or chickens and it's not susceptible to like famine, like the grain harvest. Right. So and it's why like not? the influx is a little weird and stuff. And you know, you can obviously add more, you know, tax and ticks on top of that, but that's generally like, okay, where, where are we in the world? How much would a health potion cost here? And you want a super magical flaming death sword of doom. Yeah. That's going to be 50,000 or your players can find it, but don't give them too much. Seriously. Like yeah. Give, give, give them enough. Don't let them. Don't let them like not have anything magical. But oh, we just went through a big old loot dungeon. We're not even done with it yet. Uh, and yeah, this is gonna be the last one for a while because we're well, about to hit that we storyboard are level real six, good. And not all of us had magical stuff yet, so right. I think it's right. Uh, at about level six or seven, you should have one or two magical items. Have something cool to your name. You know what I mean? Don't you're, make it still yeah, boring. You're as shit. unique at that point. Exactly. Ish. Yeah. Right. You, you, you're you're worth something. You're, you're like folklore, not folklore worthy, but you're like the local towns are kind of talking about you. Yeah. Like a level ten is like a Paul Bunyan, a man of legend. Level <laughs> fifteen, it's like the Buddha. They're they're like, whoa. What? Like level twenty. I don't know. That's like Cthulhu. usually that's about deity level. You're like uh, okay. a superhuman. You'd be like yeah. superhero, like that, Superman, Spider Man. That, that would be. I can't believe we just put Spider Man over Buddha, but I was about to say that would be the Buddha. <laughs> I feel like we can, <laughs> we, we, can we switch man. those? Yeah, can we? Fifteen's like yeah. a superhero. You know, when the Buddha hits like you with the Kamehameha, what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, dude, Jesus was a monk, <laughs> or was he a cleric? I feel like he was a bard. 
healing crit bard. Jesus was a bard, bro. Hundred percent. You see, look, look who we hang out, hung out with. You know, hung out with all the, the the schmoozy types. Tried to guide them in the right direction, like a good bard does. I'm gonna quit talking about this now. It's gonna turn really, really bad real soon. Uh, but Don John's encounter size calculator is awesome. I want to talk about that for a second. Uh, it's what has helped me with my big old party situations in the past and in the current right now, because like we were talking about earlier, the books don't really do that. You know, one medium blue dragon isn't enough for a six person fourth level party as we found out even though the book says it should be way harder you it was know? a green dragon what the fuck ever it had acid breath and it missed all of y'all and you <laughs> killed it before it could recharge its acid breath it only had a five turn recharge and you guys that was your first session <laughs> but with this you can go into more detail you can you know it asks how big is your party what level is your party uh, where are they um, there's a bunch of different uh, ticks and counters on there too and it'll spit out an entire graph between pc levels and enemy encounter sizes and their levels too so on like on the bottom half you'll see Actually, I'm not looking at it. I haven't looked at it in a minute, but you'll see a graph there uh, and it correlates. You'll have like level one through five should fight this and level five through 10 should fight this level 10 through 15 or the CR level, excuse me, not level level. Yeah. Um, but zero to five, five to 10, 10, to 15 and 20 plus and you know, so on and so forth. But it gives you a really good like understanding. So it'll say like two medium creatures and then five small creatures, with one big old guy in the back, you know, for the final takedown. It'll really help you give you like a mental image on how to not TPK your party on accident. Right, uh, and then the last the last point we can rave about with Don John. Because oh no, there's plenty more. Don't worry. This is just the encounter size calculator. You know, uh, Don John's multi generational, like music taste. Uh, it works for the G20 system as a base. It works for D and D three point five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It works for a bunch of different games. So don't just restrict yourself to D and D with this. Like, uh, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's useful for a very lot. friendly to Pathfinder as well. Even though that's another Wizards game, but I mean, uh, it has like. Um, uh, like a Star Trek thing, I want to say it's got like a, a ship name generator or something like that. It and does it, have a sci-fi section, and yeah, it's pretty cool. It's 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 fucking awesome. It's really cool. Uh, but another one I want to talk about is Kassoon, K A S S O O N. Um, I don't remember how I stumbled upon this, <laughs> uh, or found it or anything, but it's it's really cool. Um, it's I think it's, I think it's one guy. Um, actually, and he's a he's a DM. I don't know too 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 much about it. Um, but he has one tab called encounter ideas and it's a, a bunch of creative ideas for your encounters and more basic than like swinging a, a sword, like Levi and I, and I talked about being cardboard, you know, you don't really want that. Um, and it's, it's like, okay, well your enemy teleports every 15 seconds due to a potion he drank every, you know, 10 minutes ago, or it's just outer combat ideas to kind of throw in and give them the taste. For example, like your dragon that was moved by pulleys. We even talked about that on the episode and just like those really creative, like, not necessarily outlandish, but out of the box thinking ways to make the encounter even more uh, engaging and more dangerous, even if you want to. And sometimes those like those ideas can be turned into bigger quests. Like I uh, mentioned earlier, where did he get that potion from? Who's selling this magical potion that makes you teleport? Where did that come from? So on and so forth. So, uh, and Kasoon is a very good tool to help like do that. I feel like uh, that's the best one that I found. I mean, there's also like uh, ever weird. Is that what it was called? Everweird has uh, a couple different tabs. It's basically just a bunch of more details for your 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 game. So the table I was showing Jared earlier is uh, it, uh, criticals. So more detailed criticals. So if uh, if you get a critical hit, there's one that says right in the kisser. You hit your target right in the face between the mouth and the nose, and uh, if they've got them for the next one d4 rounds, the target has disadvantage on attack rolls and can't take attacks of opportunity. So it's just like little flavor texts. Yeah, yeah, you know, when you get punched in the nose, you're not going to be doing something for yeah, a sec. Yeah, your eyes are going to be it's watering, your shit's going to be ringing, you're like, ah, kind of. So it's just like a little, thi there's there's one that I like uh, that's pretty, like, uh, on knocked unconscious and then, you know, regained, like, you almost died that round where, like, uh, you hit your funny bone, so you, you have disadvantage with attacks made with your left hand for the next 1d4 rounds, or you, you uh, hit the ground so hard you knock some teeth out and so on and so forth yeah give yourself concussion lose some intelligence exactly it, i mean there's a lot you can do with big critical failures yeah there's the one for the miss too is i'm gonna lose that nail uh you miss just barely but you manage to hang uh hang a fingernail on your weapon and really yank it it'll for sure be black and fall out tomorrow but for 1d4 rounds you have a minus one to your attack rolls yeah that'll do it it's just like little little shit like that that'll keep the game memorable and like oh you you weasel yeah and you know it, it does you know magic flavor text loot characters 
It does a lot. And all of these websites as well have a lot to offer. It's not just the things we're talking about. So if you do plan on going there and visiting them, it, it takes it takes a minute to get through all of this stuff. So it it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Now, Donovan will agree with me. The laptop is the DM's friend. There you he go. has one. It's a natural screen, too. Yeah, it is. It's great. But, well, you know, for the tools we've been talking about, p- uh, pick two, pick three, and all of a sudden you've made your session way better. And way more in uh, in depth. And it, it's you'd be amazed. Spe- like, like I was saying earlier, you don't even have to use what's on the screen. Sometimes it's just enough. You can read three words and be like, oh, that's a great idea. And then just start spouting shit off the dome that, you know, is more inclusive to the world and more inclusive to the player and so on and so forth. Uh, but, uh, yeah, having that. I guess that's one caveat to all of these things is you have to have an internet connection. You know what I mean? You have to have, uh, I, of course we all have fucking computers in our, uh, in our pockets now, you know, you can just use your phone, but I found that having an actual like QWERTY keyboard in front of you is much easier to deal with and a mouse and so on. There's just something about a phone that sucks you in and you can't like broadcast everyone else and use it like a DM screen. Like I've just found it's too isolating. Like to be looking down at your phone to try and use generators and things like that. Yeah, you're kind of looking down at your lap, taking yourself away from the table a little bit. Yeah, you're losing the, some of the magic of D&D. I'm not saying it's not a good way to do it. If it works for you, great. I've seen people do it with tablets really, really well. The tablets is a good idea too. Or you can do kind of what I did as well and just make your own tables and make your own shit because like, I'm not always wanting to be online and having to wait for my internet connection to search stuff up. And especially if it's something that like happens really quickly, I'd rather just be able to speak it out. Um, and this is a good time for me. I feel like this uh, shout out dndspeak.com. That's D N the letter N dndspeak.com. Uh, it's what I use it for mostly is just, it's got a fucking smattering, a slattering, a splattering of, uh, D100 lists of just anything you could think of like insults, drug effects, different drinks, uh, potions. Um, what happens if you, uh, dude, there's just, it, it's, it, there's so much, there's, there's literally so much. Um, and what it helped me do is I took a lot of it. Um, some of it's copy paste. Don't come at me. Uh, but a lot of it is my own ideas and it helped me create like my own D 100s for, for what's going on in the, uh, in the world. So if like, if my players spend a whole night out drinking, I have a whole like, so you went drinking last night, what happens? And it's like, you woke up in a ditch or you wake up in the maiden's bed and you you don't know what happened. Like somebody's keys are missing X, Y, Z. And it just, you're naked on the roof and the goblins are with you. Oh man. Oh, and he's, they're naked too. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's generators and tables and stuff like that. And uh, we're getting pretty close to the end here. So I feel like the last thing we can kind of touch on. So one tool that uh, is not g- fucking Reddit is uh, organization and shit you have for your players, whether it be a manila folder, an actual binder or what, you know, we use, uh, which is Google Drive, um, which I've just shared an entire folder with all of my players. And, I, you know, it's got maps and uh, the story all the way up to this point and you know what items they have and I put a lot out there so my players have information readily available but it is super important and it helps not only you stay on track with what's going on but it helps your players stay with track uh, stay in track with what's going on and what's like what their characters are kind of doing you know what I mean um, you know seriously be organized it helps you helps your players it helps everything come together. No. Would would you play with Legos if they were all sharp, jagged, and irregular? No, you play with them because they are uniform and they make sense. <laughs> and it, nobody likes uh, holding up a game because you can't find where the players' uh, character sheets are like I do every time we start. I have to spend five minutes looking in everywhere ex- except for where they are. Why do you put them in the office? We don't play in here. It's because sometimes we come out here and we're looking at sheets and talking about backstories and like looking at equipment and stuff like that. And well, like, Just stop. I don't just talk about D&D on Sundays, dude. It's consumed my entire life bro you need help i know i need a lot of help so there's uh there's another one there's others other obviously other than google drive but honestly that one's my favorite because it's just the most uniform and easily but there's um world anvil that i came across whenever i wrote this and i haven't been to since so i'm not quite as hype about it as i was when i found it uh but this site is actually really really cool um it's levi's favorite uh for keeping track of information about your world kind of obsidian similar to obsidian portal i don't know anything about that one that was a levi thing so unfortunately but it's basically its own wikipedia page you create your own wikipedia page for your uh campaign and for all of the notes so you can have like literal like websites for your towns and like all the the important people they can have like actual internet pages written about them really really cool and it's a website that your players can visit and that you can edit and stuff like that so you can keep the information you know is opaque or is covered up as you want to keep it and is ominous and mysterious without actually having to give anything up to your players exactly and uh uh, actually players listening write down 
the story as it happens. Please, keep, for the keep love note of, of it. God, take it, notes. Fact, have fun with it. I w- played a bard once. And oh, here we you go. Know, you know, why don't you explain it? Because you were the one witnessing Oh, it. Davis Wolfsmith. Oh, what a pleasure it was to DM for Davis. So Davis was a lore bard. And his his whole shtick, he didn't like hit on dragons or anything. He was a he was a pretty chill dude, but at the end of every session, he would write a poem about what happened in the session. So everything from role play to combat to somebody falling down and busting their head, and it was like every scene, every line that happened, especially in combat, was written out in this poetic like sing song kind of fashion. So somewhere somehow, I in the records, I still have a bunch of these poems and could kind of go back and literally scene for scene see what happened to the party and how they reacted and what what exactly happened it was really really cool how many sessions do you think we had of the keepers spitball i'd put it in the 30s okay well let's triple that we get a hundred listens let's take one of davis's stories and let's let's read it during one of these podcasts oh dude I, i'm down you want to we, we like, get enough like, we get like, enough we'll like leave it into is a, a book and we'll read it <laughs> i feel like 100 is a big stretch for us um let's do 50 let's do 50 i can call 50 let's let's do 50 if we get if we get 50 50 listens we'll read some of uh some of the good old lore bar dude it's it's banging stuff dude it's it's actually pretty good it's not jared's a good writer let me say it listen man me no knew many things well me do words well me do words so well That'd be really cool. I'd really like that. Well, it was my shtick because when I when I first started learning to play D anD D, my my DM he loved the immersion. He wanted bards to make some sort of music while they were playing or perform somehow. And I didn't want to like I can't play an instrument. I'm not coordinated enough for that. But what I can do is write. Like in, in you know history, like a scald was a Viking like warrior poet, and like <laughs> I was like yeah. That's a cool idea. It's like seeing the dudes from like like 1770 whatever with the fucking snare drums with cannonballs going off around them. Like, I'm here too, guys. Don't worry. Exactly. Someone has to, you know, give a beat to the battle. <laughs> all right. So you want, you want to top it off with all of our friendly communities over in everywhere, whatever, since we're shouting everybody out? Yeah. And, you know, since we're going online, I'll talk about the last portion we have just because I've been experienced with it. Yeah. So an excellent online tool because we are teaching people, Jared. Uh, an excellent online tool is the communities around you. Like you can literally Google who wants to play D and D. And I'm sure there's a website out there that links people together who want to play, which I already know there is. I just don't know the name of it. And there's, there's just hundreds and thousands and if not millions of people out there looking and waiting to talk to people, you know, just, I feel like a, like a suicide hotline person, but, uh, that was a little morbid, (laughs) but looking to play games and talk about this shit, just like you are. So you're not like in this alone it's definitely not as underground as it used to be it's not the 80s you're not going to go get beaten up at school i mean maybe you might i definitely did but you're not going to get beaten up at school for uh it was in like the fourth grade dude okay okay all right all right <laughs> i'm sorry i was like high school hold on donovan <laughs> yeah there was a there was a big blow up there's a big blow up there. james beat you up i mean we we beat each other up but yeah it's not underground anymore you don't have to be ashamed of this shit it's actually it, i say actually it's a really fun hobby and people really really enjoy this i were i take a time out of my week to sit and talk about this shit with one of my best friends for crying out loud and i love it i look forward to it every day you know uh you know it's important to find those communities around you if you got some friends or family that want to play play with them invite them if you don't have friends or family, go to a game shop. Like Invite seriously, them. there's people that like want to play with other people. Go oh, to a game shop. Find a find yeah, find game night. Most most comic, of the shops around here always have a game night. Usually have something like that. It's usually too, like Wednesdays got, or Thursdays. Yeah, and you know, if in person's not your thing, then the online community is boasting. Yeah, you've got you know r slash uh, lfg on Reddit, which is looking for a game. You'll find people that way. Yeah, that's, um, Reddit is a big is a big hub for tabletop RPGs, at least from what we've seen so far. Uh, but yeah, you've got like r slash what? What'd you say? LFG. LFG. L- looking for game. Looking for game. Yeah, um, you've got r slash D and D, which is D and D. R slash D and D five E for D five E specifically. I'm sure there's D and D three point five. I'm sure there's four E. Like D and D behind the screen is a good one. Um, that one's more specifically geared towards DMs and DM tools. Kind of exactly what this episode is uh, talking about. Um, r slash monster a day is really cool um it just shows up uh throws up random monsters homebrew and from the uh dmg or excuse me from the monsters manual and all that sort of stuff and you know if D D is not your thing there's a subreddit for just about everything on there there will be a subreddit for the game that you want to play and get grouped prob- son and probably an lfg for it as well people do like to find even if it's a game only like 20 other people have 
at least 10 of them will be on Reddit trying to find someone to play with. <laughs> probably, dude. Probably. Um, but, you know, if Reddit's not your scene, um, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll cover this one a little bit since I have experience with it, but uh, Roll20 is out there, and you don't have to pay for it. Like, they have free accounts where you can still play and have a lot of fun. You just don't get all the, you know, the shiny, flashy effects, but it's still pretty good. They it's want nice you to, to pay for it. I mean, they they do. It's, they put a lot of work into that product. It's very nice. It's you know, it's got you can video chat and audio chat over it without any, like Discord Dude, or anything. I remember when Roll Twenty was janky. Oh, it's still they've gotten much better, but there's always a little bit of innate jank in you know web based uh, video conning, little bit of video conferencing. It's it's just weird stuff. Uh, oh, there's, there's no such thing as a non janky Zoom call or Skype call. It's just part of the world. Yeah, it just happens. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, Roll20 is a really good place to actually, like, sit and, like, host a game as well, because you can have maps and minis and miniatures, and like you said, you can voice call and video chat and type, and, like, everybody can be there, and it's like being around a virtual table, like, um, Tabletop Simulator, which is a good one, that's not really, like, necessarily a tool or anything, but it's a game that you could find, um, it's exactly how it sounds, Tabletop Simulator, you just all sit around a virtual table playing a game. There's a lot of options, whether you want to do this in person, virtually, however, if you want to play D&D, there's a way to play D&D. And, you know, if you augment yourself with these tools we've been talking about and you go look at these places online and find that information, I mean, you're only improving yourself. You're only improving the quality of your game. You're only going to find good information. Don't don't rely on the tools, but there's no reason not to use them if they're there. And don't take anything for uh, scripture either. You know, nobody's way of DMing is the right way that everybody's way of DMing a game is going to be different in some way or another. So don't let one of the articles you find online tell you that the way that you're role playing your characters is wrong. You know, they might have some points for it and you should definitely note those down and, you know, see what you can do with that. But don't let anyone shy you away from the way that you're doing it, you know, except for your players. If your players say that it's not fun, maybe you should relook at, you know, doing things. So yeah, Players can be wrong, but ultimately they are the ones playing in your game. Definitely curate to them, but the, the, I mean, there's only there's only a few like truths in D and D, and one of them is that uh, the Dropkick Murphys make some of the best bar fight songs. Oh, in D&D. absolutely! Shipping off to Boston, bro. Let's go. It's a banger. It's a it's a bop. It's a bop. Who else do you want to shout out? This is our shout out episode. This is our shout we got, out we got, episode. We got Junk Bunny. Uh, honestly, Lucid no, Illusions. No, you, know who, you know whose game I've used and the Dropkick soundtrack Murphys. enough of? Was that? Uh, Neverwinter Nights, the old, uh, it's actually, oh, the old it's one. actually a Wizards of the Coast, like, mm-hmm. game itself. Uh, it was D&D 3.0, I think, but, yeah, I, I use the soundtrack from that all the time. Their tavern track, A1. Their Smacks. menu track, I use it for ambiance. <laughs> Their intro video, I used in a session one time and made it a dream my players all had. You were in that session. <gasps> oh, my God. That's what that game's from. It's, it's the, it's like the loading, like, boot up the game intro. <laughs> But it meant something. Well, it meant something. Yeah, and I, I turned it into a plot hook, and why not? I mean, dude, you can turn anything into a plot hook. Tropes are tropes for a thing, mm-hmm. man. Use existing content. Twist it. Modify it. Very few people create something entirely new. Everyone else modifies things until you don't recognize them. Exactly. And then, therefore, it's something new. But, I, yeah, I think I think that's that, that about gasses it for I, us. I, really I can't think of anything else we need to add. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, there's, while you're searching for the, you know, the generators and stuff, you'll find, like, uh, map generators and stuff like that. There's uh, things you can buy, um, generators. I use a thing called Dungeon Map Doodler. It's awesome. It's a free thing online. Um, you can look that up. It's a very basic just kind of to structure the dungeon and get it out there so I can have a placeholder for it because I usually always freehand my dungeons anyway. Um, but yeah, all of the things we've said are very useful. I suggest you go in and search them, do your research, do your due diligence on a lot of these things, and you'll find that all of these things will make your game just an infinite amount better because it takes so much of the stress off of you and allows you to you know, put those juices uh, into other thoughts. Don't wink at me, you fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and create something you know, all the better. Because, I mean, imagine you, you don't have to think about what the, the tavern lady's name is or what she's wearing or whatever, and now you can think about what's going to be happening the next day instead of you know, this weird loading screen DM face that we all get when you're just like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. You know, be, be prepared, have some stuff down, use this to augment the amount of stuff you have down. Also, correct me if I'm wrong. This is episode three. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, does this end the, the trilogy of, of the, like how to be a DM episodes or do we, do we have more content we want to spit there? Uh, I mean, it's all about being a DM, bro. That's what this, I don't know if you got from the name of the podcast. It's called DD and DMs, Dungeons, Dragons, and Dungeon Map. It's about well, yes, I guess that. But I meant the side content we wanted to talk about. Like what? 
you know, class guides and, you know, themes, maybe it certain. Can, it can be whatever we want it to. This is our podcast. It's a, it's a blank canvas. Yeah. All right. I that's mean, fair. That's also the, the, it was only two chapters. The So you want to be a DM, huh? That was only a two part thing. Now we're kind of branching off into newer waters because I only gave us two episodes and then now we're, now we're just, now we're here. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, well, we're fucking winging it, y'all. Oh, you heard it here first. And we're fucking, we're, we're, we appreciate all those, uh, who, all those who have listened. Um, one thing I want to say that I don't think we've mentioned yet is we're available on fucking Spotify now and Google Podcasts and Pocket Casts, Radio Public, uh, and Breaker. As well as Anchor, as well, where we are hosted as, um, or I mean, that's the main, that's the, that that's the main boy, you know. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, if you're on any of those, you can follow us there and start downloading from there, and that'd be really cool. Tell your friends if they want to be DMs and things. You can leave um, like a voice message on Anchor if you have anything to say, if any questions or anything like that. Feel free to send those in, or if you want to be a meme or tell Jared that his voice is ugly, that's okay. I'll probably do that one. Don't, don't worry, I got it. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you so much. We'll be back in the. The uh, the every other week, whenever that may be. Yeah, if you have anything you want us to like talk about, just fucking DM us, leave a voice message. Yeah, we, oh yeah, yeah, we're on Instagram and stuff like that too. I haven't made a Facebook or a Twitter or anything like that. Shout yet. Shout out, we need ideas. You have any cool stories you want shared? Throw them our way. If we want to say them, we'll say them. Oh, dude, that'd be cool. We could find a way to like incorporate people's cool stories. <gasps> we could have like a story corner. Building a community, bro. Dude, yeah, send it. Send in your cool DM or your fun party stories, and we'll read them on the cast. That'd be really cool. Or give us things to throw at our parties the next time that we're playing with them. Yeah, that'd be fun. We can tell you about that. All right, everybody. Uh, I'm waving. Good goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Like, like seriously. Don't thank f- you for listening. Don't forget to. Say, yeah, if you've listened this far, dude, what are you doing? Go home. Get out of here. The party's over. It's like the end of uh, um, Ferris Bueller. It's like in a towel. She's like, get out of here. Yeah. Content's movie, movie, over. Movie's over. Go home. Content's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm.